Welcome to Oktoberfest, motherfuckers! By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. It's a thousand years to Christmas, Mr. Hubbard. Wait. That's right. There's another tradition. Very important. Always check your candy. Can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on around here? Well, we can't, sir. Well, who are you? We're the Monster Squad. Yes, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry! And we are smack dab in the middle of Oktoberfest at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Both as we're recording and when this this episode will go up. Yes. Uh, and Why uh, is there no candy? Yeah. I, I'm sorry, dude. This week... That was in our writer. I mean, you know, you're avoiding between, the writer. Between what happened last Saturday and... Um, Hanging out with a certain friend and you know letting the kids play together and all that kind of stuff has been my and then and you ate all the candy and mm-hmm. no and and cleaning my son's room up and out and trying to get it reorganized. Yeah, I and get that. I saw the getting ready and getting ready for my motorcycle class that I'm taking this weekend and <laughs> Jerk. having to having to uh, run homeless people out of my yard at 7:30 in the morning. Well, you know, everybody's got to have a hobby. I mean, geez. <laughs> this week has been Okay, oh I understand you're busy. I, I understand you've been busy. Why is there no candy? He needed the sugar for the I, energy for everything. I honestly we you know well, let's put it this way. When I brought all those pumpkins on last time, you bitched about, oh, look what you're doing with the fat guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're like doing great wonders for my diabetes here, blah, blah, blah. All right, fine, fuck you. You want, you want pumpkins, you fucking bring them yourself, okay? It's, uh, <laughs> well, see, you set an expectation, and now the fat guy with diabetes well, expects her hey, to be part of it. Hey, I brought, I made sure there's plenty of coffee, so I went above and beyond. Yeah, so, okay. So. Well, all right. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about today? Speaking of going above and beyond, we will be, speaking, we will be covering the 1980s. Movie Poltergeist, yes. which is directed no- by Steven Spielberg. I know it's Toby Hooper, uh. but we all know better. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy was attached to this thing. Too. There were a lot There's of a lot of people to attached to it. So uh, we'll get. I'm sure with Barry's rundown, we'll get into a lot of the backstory. Oh, this there's thing. so much to unpack I, here. I'm I'm actually a little upset because it's called Poltergeist, and there's not a. All right, we'll get into all that Poltergeist in the entire movie. Before we get into all that, let's yes. talk about our own personal attachments to this movie i will go first go for it this movie yet again goes back to 1983 not 82 for me okay uh i remember when this movie was released when i was what, eight years old i think when 82 is that right mm-hmm. yeah i think that's right eight i was eight years old uh my parents were not taking me to see this okay <laughs> no <laughs> i had heard about it from other people you know that kind of yep. like and kind of knew some stuff, whatever. Right. I never actually saw this movie until the summer of 1983, and this goes back to my famous story of my family going to Panama City for a week with my aunt and uncle and cousin, and we had HBO in the room, oh. and this is where I just dis- yep. and that's where I discovered Michael Jackson because they were showing that th- that uh, beat it video like in oh, between every movie. No, well, the the, mo- the the video itself they were Got showing it because HBO used to that stuff, and Poltergeist had hit HBO and was yep. on constant right. rotation. So, in July of 1983, June, July, whenever it was in 1983, when I'm in I'm in Panama City, Florida, and it's you know 90 degrees outside and bright sunny or whatever, I'm watching horror movies in the horror. In the, uh, yep. <laughs> well, that's the best time to watch them, you know. Well, what's funny? And is- then it became it became a regular thing with me and my cousins, my my cousin Charlie and John and yeah, you know and right. their sister. We watched this movie God knows how many times at yeah, somebody's house. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we had the video of it and stuff. I mean, it was one of those things. You just put it on, you watch it. Well, you know, that's, that's how uh, I ended up watching it. Yeah. Somebody recorded it off of HBO. Same here. And it gave me you know, the tape to be able to watch it. Yeah, actually, I think it was one of those ones that my, my parents got a hold of and like, oh, well, let's watch this, knowing nothing about the movie right, whatsoever. Right. And I'm watching this thing. I, 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 I attribute this movie to my fear of clowns. Okay, I was going to say that too. I think this, yeah. this movie is probably 
the reason more than anything else of a lot of people in our demo I would younger and 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 you know older about, millennials who are terrified of clowns. It's about sixty percent, seventy percent this movie and about thirty percent it. Well but it that. came that along later. It did come along yeah. later, but, but it the reinforced cl- the clown in it was far more screen time. But so. this is one of those movies where you say poltergeist and there's about a ninety five percent chance somebody's gonna be like, Oh, that scary clown. Yeah. Well, they're gonna go to that. The okay? clown, the tree, or, you know, or they're the pool. here, you know, or the pool. You know, like, yeah, is the that, one that just with but, the real skeleton. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to into that. all that. We'll so, get to that. Uh, so all Barry, right. you wanna give us a little bit of a rundown? Yes. Okay. Poltergeist, 19, uh, the original release date, again, June 4th, because you got to release it in the summer for a good horror movie in 1982. 40 years ago, uh, listed as directed by Toby Hooper. Realistically, the screenplay was written by Spielberg. Yes. Along with uh, Michael this, Grace and This Mark was Victor. Amblin Entertainment, right? So, is this Amblin? I, I think it is. Kind of. It's MGM in in accordance with or in um, association with Amblin. Okay, yeah. So technically it's an MGM movie. It's not Amblin, but because Spielberg wrote it, he could put his name on it. I also know, and I know you're going to get into this, we covered E.T. earlier. Yes. And they were being filmed at roughly the same time. We'll get into that. Yeah. So So, um, it's definitely the same neighborhood. Oh, yeah. yeah, There's no doubt about it. We talked about that in the E.T. episode as well. So budget on this puppy originally was $10.7 million. Mm -hmm. Box office... 121.7. One hundred and twenty-one point yes. seven. Massive. Movie. It became the eighth highest-grossing movie of nineteen eighty-two. Eighth. Now I want to say that again. Now, we all know what number one was. Eighth highest-grossing of <laughs> ni- one of the biggest years in movies history, right. and this was the eighth highest-grossing film of that year. It was. And again, we know that nineteen eighty-two dollars. You said it was what one hundred and what one hundred and twenty-one. All right, so that was basically. Uh, three hundred and sixty-three million dollars. Quarter of a dollars. billion. Yeah. Or, I'm mean, sorry, third of a billion. Yeah. You know, because, so because about three times that we we've, we've determined that with inflation. Absolutely. That, that time to now. So it's just. I mean, it's and the funny thing about it is, this movie was almost untouchable because initially nobody really wanted to do it. Um, initially, it started off, and and I'll go into this before we go into the cast because I think it bears starting off with this. Spielberg had originally written this movie as a sequel to Close Encounters. It okay. was called Dark Skies. Okay. Um, we, we talked about Dark Skies yeah. a little bit. So it was originally written as a sequel to that. The problem came that Spielberg had already committed to doing E.T. Mm-hmm. And in his contracts, he had, or, or the, the contract that he had with Amblin and with MGM and with all the, the productions on this, he could not have his fingers in two pies at the same time. Right. So he could write it, but he couldn't direct it. So when they went through and enlisted everything on this, they eventually settled on Toby Hooper, mm-hmm. former director Texas for Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Yeah. Amazing director. As well as some other great Oh, yeah, stuff. amazing director. The problem comes that nobody told Spielberg to stay at home, mm-hmm. and his hands were in this movie so much. Oh, you can tell. That, I mean, I, you know, it, it's there's been interviews with, like, Zelda Rubenstein and things like that where she said, you know, I saw Steven more than I saw anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it's such a rare occurrence for a writer to be that present in the making of a movie when it's not supposed to be him directing it. It, it was a puppet master deal. Pretty much. It yeah. was yeah. you know, it was basically Officially, him everything. It's Toby out. Hooper. It is still listed as Toby but Hooper. And even everybody Toby knows Hooper that it was Spielberg. And, and, yeah. and that caused a lot of friction between those two for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but let's get into the cast here because this uh, this cast they started off big and they got even bigger. Mm. So, playing? some of them did. Some of them did. Well, some sure. of them went straight in the ground. Oh, they're too soon. Maybe well, too well, soon. Yeah. <laughs> Forty years later. Forty years, still too soon. <laughs> All right. So, playing the dad, Steve Freeling was mm. Craig, Craig T. T. Nelson. Nelson, coach, coach, coach. <laughs> um, again, he had actually had a pretty successful right. career before. He'd kind of been a. Um, a character actor more than anything. Well, the biggest role that he had had before that was Stir Crazy. Yeah. Uh, He played one of the guards in Stir Crazy. I also remember at this time, as this movie was being released, he was in a TV series called, was it Wings of Glory? Yes. Something like that. It was about Air Force. On Wings of Glory or something something like that. It's about uh, Air Force uh, pilots. Right, yeah. 
playing the mom, Diane Freeling, was Joe jo- Beth Williams. Joe Beth Williams. Uh, made famous from The Big Chill or from one of my personal favorite movies, Teachers, where she yep. streaks down the hall completely naked. Always is that plus. her? That is Joe Beth Williams. Really? Okay. Yes, sir. It's not a very good movie, but that, that it, scene uh, the, is I mean, memorable. It's Nick Nolte. Yeah. I mean, come on. Actually, a very young Ralph Macchio in that yeah, movie. Anyway, um, playing Dr. Lesh was Beatrice Strait. She was very famous Broadway actress, but her biggest movie role was in the movie Network. Yes. Playing the oldest daughter, Diana, was Dominic Dunn. Yes. Playing the youngest son, Robbie. Dominic Dunn, we got to remember. She had a foot in Hollywood. Like, her family was big in Hollywood. Yes. Uh, this was not a, like, she was not an unknown quantity and or whatever. There, there's was, a whole story. Yeah, we'll get into her, that later. We'll, we'll get yeah. into that. Um, playing the younger brother, Robbie, uh, was an actor by the name of Oliver Robbins. The biggest thing that I could find that he did after this was Airplane 2, the sequel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we really see him much after uh, this. He didn't have a huge career, but, you know. Um, playing the youngest daughter, Carol Ann. Was Heather, Heather O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Yes. Now, in all fairness, Heather O'Rourke actually played Carol Ann in all of the, the sequels as well. All three of them, yep. yep. Um, she was in all three of the movies. Yes. Um, playing Ben Tuthill. Tuthill, I think that's pronounced. Was Michael McManus. Now, he that's another Hey, It's That Guy. He's mm-hmm. been in a ton of movies. The biggest thing I could find him from was Action Jackson. Uh, playing Mrs. Tuthill was Virginia Kaiser. Playing Marty was Martin Casella. Martin Casella's been in a ton of movies. Right, right. Again, another Hey, It's That Guy. Uh, Ryan was played by Richard Lawson, who's in one of my all-time favorite movies, Streets of Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda Rubenstein played <laughs> Tangina. Um, probably the biggest role that she had after that was a really, really cheeseball movie called Teen Witch. Oh, yeah, she was in that, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. Oh, that Playing uh, Mrs. Teague. Was top that or Mr. Key, excuse me, yeah, <laughs> top that was James Karen. Uh, his biggest role was from the China Syndrome, yes. Uh, playing Pugsley, yes, that was his real name, mm. was Lou Perry. Uh, he was made famous in Boys Don't Cry. And last but not least, Jeff Shaw was played by an actor by the name of Dirk Blocker. What a great name! Sounds like the greatest Dirk Blocker, sounds like the ultimate <laughs> porn name. The funny thing is, he's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, so that's our cast on that one, folks. Like I said, it's kind of all over the place. Oh. A lot of those actors went on to some great, great memorable roles. A lot of those didn't go on, period. Yeah. Do, do we want to get into that now or wait until after? We'll wait on that. Okay. We'll wait on because that. Because there's... Let's, let's talk a little I bit I know about, Dave's you know, going to bring up the quote, Poltergeist curse. The whole... Uh, but it's kind of like anything else. So so I touched a little bit on the production side of it. Let me hit on that just for a right. minute. See, he, he knows I'm going to bring it up, so oh, he's already bagging. I'm, I'm way ahead of you. So... As we mentioned, this was something that was originally written by Steven Spielberg, but because of E.T., he could not have his hands in this, uh, according to the Directors Guild of America. Mm-hmm. They actually uh, opened an investigation on this about how much he actually right. had a hand in this movie versus Toby Hooper. And it was ruled that MGM had to pay $15,000 to director Toby Hooper because technically they gave Steven Spielberg a bigger credit. Okay. Even though he was the director on it. Okay. When it came to the actual credit rolls on this, if you watch the opening credits, you'll see Steven oh, yeah. Spielberg oh, yeah. is huge, oh, yeah. but yeah, Toby yeah, Hooper yeah, yeah. is just kind of there. Um, it went back and forth on this for the longest time, and I think eventually they actually had to settle out of court on this. Toby has, from what I've read, has kind of made his peace with it. Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg still refuses to claim that he directed right. the movie. I, I know that that's kind of one of those... Spielberg, if he's ever asked about it, is like, no, 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 Toby Hooper, blah, blah, blah. But yep. everybody's like, no, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. This no was, you know, we know you did it. This was his it's kind of It's kind of like Lucas getting upset when people ask if Willow is supposed to be Lord of the Rings. Right. Because you know? it's like, oh, no. It, he was all set to go with Lord of the Rings, couldn't get the rights to it, and then made Willow instead. And well, it's like, or so when it's, Lucas, you know, did you have anything to do with Jaws? Right. No, you didn't, but you did, but or you didn't. You know. Lucas, you know, so were you trying to make a, so Star Wars, uh, Flash Gordon, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Now, yeah. I will say that this movie's actually won, uh, or it was had three Academy Award nominations for mm. it, this, which is unheard of for a horror movie. You don't hear it horror depends. movies. I mean, I mean, usually it's special effects or something. It, it, like it was special yeah, effects yeah, no. in this case. Uh, but the the funny thing is, it actually lost 
the best visual effects to E.T. No, of I course see that. that. I, mean, I mean, that's it's just. But can you really the call irony. it special effects when you use real skeletons? We'll, we'll get to that. But well, you know, there's other stuff in there that. Yeah, no the the Disney esque animation of the yeah, smoke and the lights and the the record spinning with the compass on it that's yeah. playing and you know and it, it it doesn't hold up well forty years later but it's still pretty spectacular for right. me. yeah you know it's a, so do you have a synopsis on this movie uh yeah some people live in a uh, an ideal suburban setting in California and then one day shit goes sideways and their house implodes on itself after they find out that uh, there were bodies that were buried underneath the, the, there used to be a cemetery on the lot where they, you they moved lived, the headstones, then, but, but you, you didn't, didn't move the, the bodies. bodies. And, uh, and evidently, that was a and gigantic Car- graveyard. And Carol Ann got stuck in the TV, so that's pretty much it. So <laughs> technically, the house didn't implode in on itself; it got sucked into a portal. Whatever. So, <laughs> so essentially, it's Satan does the money pit in a lot right. of ways. Um, <laughs> That's actually a pretty there, good yeah, description. <laughs> like that. There, there, there is so much to unpack in this movie. Oh yeah, outside of the plot. Yes, this movie. Yeah. No, there is. Okay, the, and the we'll fun, get into it. The then. funny thing about this movie is it actually has its own lore. Yes. Um, when they initially made this movie, they they started off with this grandiose idea. They started the making of the movie, and so many little things kept going wrong mm-hmm. in the process of making it. Um, I didn't know this until I started doing my research. Originally cast as Carol Ann was Drew Barrymore. Yes, I, I did know that. I was and like, then she yeah. got the ET. Is that what it wasn't that what it was? She it's got like, ET and she decided dead, to go right. with that. And uh, do you know who the initial writer was going to be slated for before um, Spielberg decided to do it himself? Stephen King. I can see that. I this is very much a Stephen King it has story. That, that I mean, Stephen it is esqueness to it, where it's just the that suburbia and the, yeah, yeah, everything. Of course, it doesn't happens. take place in Maine, so you know. No, but I mean, King. it. Let's. Everything looks normal, and you scratch the surface, and there's the rotting right, right. flesh and maggots. Let's. No, that's just the bathroom scene, <sighs> and the steak. Before we get to the plot of this, <laughs> like actual, like the meat. No, no pun intended. The meat of the story. Let's talk about just some of the other stuff that's going on in this movie. Okay. That are kind of like ancillary right. to it all. Okay. So, um, what's the older sister's name? Oh, goodness. You just asked me that. And I can, let me look it back up. Um, I can't remember her name because she's this is the only movie she's in. Yes. She um, had one film. And um, do you want to go ahead and talk about her? And she or? killed it. Oh, oh really? Too soon, Dave. Wow. Too soon. Wow. Too soon. Wow. Or actually, it killed her. Oh, man. Actually, her boyfriend killed Dana. her. Okay. Dana. Dana Freeling. Okay. So, Dana Freeling, first time we see her, is obviously pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's all right there on screen. I mean, there was a There lot. are so many things in this around her and that character. Was she supposed to be like, what, 14 or 15 or something I, I like that? She, she's really, she's not driving yet. She's not driving yet. You know? I, think she, I would put her like 15, 16. Because she's when she comes right in that, that, in that opening scene, when she comes, she has this big, huge hickey on her neck for one yep. thing. Okay. Secondly, what is she eating? Oh, God. I, I honestly don't remember. It's pickles and ice cream. Oh, for geez. breakfast, like she's just like scrounging, you know. I got it, and then whenever she goes out to go to school, okay. And this is another thing, you know. It's a nice suburban, blah blah blah. And of course, the the construction workers start kind of like you know catcalling or whatever, and then she like gives them a a, a dirty, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a vulgar gesture. Later in the movie, when they're talking about you know moving out after the house is clean or whatever, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're gonna be staying at the hotel, you know. I don't. Blah, goes, blah, blah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I, I remember that place. place. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I caught that. And Good. then at the end, and then when she pulls up with her boyfriend, who's got like the 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 it's a Trans Am, the Trans Am, oh, and of it's course. Like, but yeah, he's got the band Trans Am. She is obviously sexually active, and I'm about ninety five percent sure that she's pregnant. On top of it, also, it's if she's not, she's well on her way. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like you get that kind of stuff. You get stuff like the parents smoking pot. Yeah. So okay, I get, which I did not catch at all when I was a kid because I had no clue. Well, I didn't know what you the know, hell they were doing either. But uh, I, going back and watching it. As far as I can remember, this is the first movie that I can recall where you saw parents kind of living their little portion yeah, of their yeah. life. Yeah. And, you know, usually it's the parents or, or the the characters. They may talk about being ex-whatever, right. but this is the first time you saw someone 
that you identified with your parents. Well, you know, they were the, like, oh, you can wow. tell they're ex the, the, the kids are, well, yeah, they talk about that. Yeah. You know, she talks yeah. about, like, you know, he, getting stoned and. He's sitting there getting high and reading Reagan, the man, the president. Right. Which right. was just so funny. I know. Yeah. And, you know, and she talks about when she was in college, like getting stoned and passing out in the back of a somebody's car or something yeah. and they found her and the cops like you know wanted to inspect you know make sure that she hadn't yeah. been assaulted or anything and and you know there's there's all these little things that you're getting no no no, no. that wasn't in college she slept walk as a child that's what is it that was. what it and was she okay. was like a little girl okay, that's and they thought was. the dude had kidnapped her. right that's what it was yeah. that's like i can't remember i remember I knew there was Luckily, something about her getting stuck in yeah. finding in somebody's car that she, she was sleepwalking. There, she yeah. got into somebody else's car and he drove into you know, work and on and with that okay. But the whole the first like I don't know fifteen minutes of this movie, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, opening up with the parents and Carol Ann and I, is is the the boy asleep in the bed with them also? I think so. Okay. And the television's on, and they're playing that closing, the Star-Spangled Banner that, well, that they used before to see. The, the dad is asleep downstairs in the chair. Is that okay? He fell asleep yeah, in the yeah. chair watching the TV. That's what it is. And she's she comes downstairs. She's asleep. That's right. They, um, Carol Ann and the, what's the boy's name? We're sharing a room. Yeah. And but she comes downstairs, yeah. and she goes over to the TV. And starts talking and starts to talking it. To it. And if you but turn what I was going to say if is... If you turn the volume up and listen, you can hear voices I know. mixed into that static. But what I'm getting at Robbie. is that... His name Robbie. is Robbie. Robbie. What I'm getting at is that like the first 15 minutes of this movie really sets up nineteen early 1980s yeah. suburbia. Okay? It does. Of, yeah, the dad fell asleep watching TV. The, the mom's at a time At a time when television stations actually went off the air. At yep. midnight. At a certain time. At yep. midnight. And, at was, midnight. and they would. They would play that, that Star Spangled Banner. Yep. And it was that, that same. I remember seeing it so many times when I was yep. a kid, when I was staying well, up late. I used to have to play it at the PBS station yeah. I worked at in college, but when I shut the transmitter off at the TV right. station. Right. And you know, with that, and then you go to the next the next day or week or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. like... The guy, they're watching football. It's a Sunday afternoon. They're watching yeah. football. And the one guy went to go on a beer run, and he's, got, he's on the bike. And then the kids in the neighborhood have the remote controls. Yep. Oh, yeah. That is so Steven Spielberg. Yeah. All of that. I mean, it's like that, that whole anyway, – and then they're having, again, going back to a time whenever – the remote controls or might on be a, on the same frequency, what, and so it, therefore it's, they had the same television, and they're fighting what, over mm-hmm. what's watching. And TV, like, <laughs> TVs now are on a infrared, uh, right? And right. The TV, the remote TVs back then were on RF, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And if you happen to be on the same frequency, you, you could, could change your neighbors with your neighbors. Oh yeah. All of that stuff is just wonderful. Of course, yeah. Know, the bird died, you know, yes. and they have to. Okay, you know, I got to talk about all this. Right. Talk about the bird. You flush fish. Not bird. Who in their right I mind know. is going to flush a bird I down know. the toilet? Because you're going to clog that thing in a heartbeat. Now, I love Carol Ann <laughs> being so upset about this bird, and they, if they, you know, they, you know they, they bury it and everything, and then immediately she's like, can we get a fish now? Yeah. <laughs> like, instant reset, you know? That's a kid, though. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, well, it's and, a, and, you know, to her credit, Heather O'Rourke just chewed oh, on the screen when oh, she her was little her little thing when she's like, you know, we'll put we'll put this in here so he won't be lonely, and we'll put this in here so he won't be hungry. You know, it's like that's something that a kid yeah. that age would think. You yep. know, you know, my pet died. I want them. He doesn't like the smell. He doesn't like yeah, you get, know, type stuff. A, it's like oh, that's, it's, it's great. You know that that's again okay. kids. I get that. You know, um, setting you know the whole with Robbie not liking the tree. Oh, outside, yeah. yes. uh, nobody you know, likes. Nobody likes. I know, that tree. and that's like I get that. I have seen some scary trees before. That, yeah, you know, well, you like, ha- yeah, and you get that. You get that whole him, him counting the distance between you know counting the time between the thunder, thunder and the lightning to show how far, far away, away it is. It's getting further, and then all yep. of a sudden it starts getting closer. Yeah, and it's like, and you know, and this is the stuff that kids did. Yeah, you know, I, and then suddenly I, yeah. that tree is trying to eat him. Yes. Yeah, well, that's like, yes. All of this stuff though that that sets up this. I have said this many times. Spielberg, in this era, mm-hmm. knew how to capture the wonder of childhood better than anyone else ever had. And we always agree with you. I mean, that is between this and E.T. Yeah. I mean, like all of that. I mean, and you can go on. It's, uh, of course, now I can't think off the top of my head. But it's one of those things. He just knocked it out. Well, he's uh, Goonies. He Goonies. was a, a spe- yep. you know, he, he was, was a producer on that. You know, yep. it's one of those things you can always see those Spielberg fingerprints on this stuff when it comes to dealing with children, right? And 
Oh, um, um, even with uh, close encounters, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that that is, that whole like with the little boy, you know, and and all that stuff. It's like he did such a wonderful job of saying, no, this is what kids are like. He, well, he still had that and that wonder of being a child in him somewhere, you know, and he was able to tap into it on film. So. See, and I think this is where Toby Hooper actually got to put his thumbprint on this a little bit more because where Spielberg knew how to, to capture... Oh, Hooper had what the was, horror down. He had the horror <laughs> yeah. element nailed because there was so many little... I mean, this movie is like a collection of scenes. If you go back and watch it yeah, as a whole, some, like, it's yeah, wonderful, but... It plays out as so many iconic scenes mm-hmm. throughout it, and even little things like the stake, the stake that yes, was sitting it crawls, on the, and then all of a sudden, yeah, the yeah. stake starts moving, yeah. crawls, and then it erupts into maggots. Yeah, I you know, know, I, I know, mean, I know. just like yeah. who oh, thinks of that? No, 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 no. Probably, and I know in a movie full of of these big gotcha moments and you know and kind of like yeah. these big iconic moment like horror moments the one that has always stuck with me the bathroom is, scene no oh. when the mom's in the kitchen and she goes to the sink or yeah. it shows it pans across and you see you see the the, the she moves the table, chair the table and she moves the chair back over and she goes to the sink and immediately turns back around and they're all up on top of the table okay. balanced balanced so, and i was like that is that to this day Day is creepy as still every time i see that i get a chill i'm well, just like whoa and that, that whole scene was actually filmed in, in one take one i know take. which is crazy uh it's a nice tracking screen oh my it's god a, it's it a short beautiful. tracking uh, tracking um um take track what they call it tracking shot yeah but it's perfect yeah yeah uh, and then, and then whenever the dad comes home, and they're and she's like, "You got to see this, you got to see this, come here, come here, come here." And they're doing the whole thing where she's putting Carol Ann in one spot, and it's moving her, yeah, across sliding her across the floor, yeah, and that kind of stuff. Where it's like, with the hippies, I can see that being something where it's like, "Oh, look at this cool thing," okay. you know, you know, that's uh, no, not me. You do that. He'd done that with the chair. I would have been out of the house and lighting it on fire as I left. <laughs> so let's just say this. There are so many iconic moments in this movie. We could literally spend hours just the whole there here. This. Okay. You know, so, that's, uh, but while we're right here yes. at that kitchen scene, mm-hmm. who was the editor on this thing? Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to go dig. Okay, I know that. Dave has a couple of editing Because issues, the so editing on this thing in the beginning. Are you going to start talking about the pacing? Suck. No. <laughs> I'm talking about actual real editing. I know. I know. Sucks. There are a couple of hard edits. Because they're talking about going to Pizza Hut and all that. And they, yep. don't, and they put Car- Carol Ann in the circle. And you're looking at her face. And she her jaw is not moving. And right. you hear Carol Ann say, "Well, I don't want to go to Pizza Ann, Pizza Hut." Well, and you and he, it's a terrible edit. But to a point, I kind of like that though because it does add a little bit to the creepiness of no, it because it kind of is like it completely pulled me okay. out of the moment. The other one, okay, was the kitchen scene, right? To the next door neighbors, they're doing that scene at the end of the next door neighbor scene. There is an obvious hard garbage cut to the right. next scene. No, I know what you're talking about. And but it 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 both of them right at the beginning of the film. Okay. Rewatching it just pulled me completely out of it. It it's you've got two junk edits right in the beginning of this film. Okay. Well, let me ask you this cuz I and I'll ask it to the both of you just cuz I'm I'm really curious on this. Like I said, this movie is made up of a collection of iconic scenes. Yeah. Dave, what is when you think of this movie? And it comes to mind. What is the scene that comes to your head immediately? Because I have a feeling it's going to be different for each one of us. The one when I think about this movie, what what gets the one that gets me every time mm-hmm. is when they're standing up on top of that hill, right? And they've got they're showing the scene of that graveyard behind them and how massive that thing. Oh was. yeah, 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 yeah. And. Then they turn around and look at the housing development down in the valley. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, it's not like anybody complained the last time we did it. Right. And you go, what? Well, and he goes, to- hold on. And he goes, well, yeah, I mean, we've been doing this since phase one. Yeah. And you realize in, exactly right. how massive this graveyard was. Mm-hmm. Well, you miss one little aspect of that scene, though. Because you know they're up there, he's, he goes. You know, it's one of those things that they he hasn't been into work for a while. Yeah, you right. Know, he's, he's, oh well, you know, we've been we've had the flu, blah blah blah. And his boss is scared that he's going to leave the company. Yeah, is what it is. And he's like, hey, you know, we, we can get you in here, blah blah blah. And they're sitting there, like I said, next to that. Yeah. And he says, well, that's not a very big backyard. 
Yeah, you know, with, you know, with looking at that at the graveyard, and that's when yeah. the boss goes and all that. Yeah, and you do, you get that realization of right. like, oh, yeah. holy shit, this yeah. is yeah, it's like what's going on here. It's like know? what the hell's coming next? All right, Alan, uh, that because that to me, you know, you've got all these big, oh, that was crazy, oh, that was crazy, oh, right. that was crazy. This is that sneaking up behind you, fingers on your shoulders. The, the, the creeping doom. Yeah. Yes, the creeping absolutely. doom. Absolutely. Alan. When you uh, realize what's caused all right. of this. Has been one of my favorite shots in a movie ever. Okay. As far as a special effect that's practical, that yep. works so well. Right. During the finale, mm-hmm. whenever she's running down the hallway trying to get to the kids room and the hallway is expanding that yes. she can't get there and that it's like lurk. oh my god i know they expanded they had an actual room no 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 that is a camera trick yep. is it a camera trick because it's practical either way because I mean, what it one is of those you've got yeah. the camera on a dolly mm-hmm. and what you're doing is you're taking the, the camera itself and pulling, the cam- and, and pulling the camera backwards while you're zooming in. Yeah. yeah. But just to her running and then like it's getting yeah. further away from her, you know, it's like that is that scene is like there's something terrifying yeah. about yeah. that scene that, you know, in a subtle way. It's it goes it, back it, to the creeping doom. Yeah, thing, you exactly. Know? You know, OK, I have to say it. One of my favorite scenes in this movie, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. OK, I mean, I could talk about the tree. I could talk about oh, yeah. the, the pool the clown. The clown. <laughs> we'll get to the pool, Dave. We'll get to the pool. It's a subtle thing, and it's actually been spoofed in Family Guy, which we'll talk about in a minute. But. The scene where Craig T. Nelson goes to the bathroom and he sees something on his face. It's and not starts, Craig T. Nelson. No, no, no. That was oh, one of the, the, paranormal, the, the paranormal, paranormal guy. guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he starts scratching at something on his face and it starts to peel off. And he's like, continues to dig and dig and dig and dig until he's basically got it down to the skull. Right. He pulls all of his. All he pulls of his all of it off. And it's just that whole subtle confusion because. Let's and, face facts. Everybody has looked in the mirror and said, "What the hell is that?" And went after it. And just the idea of how he, far he, is this going to go? One thing you know, in that drug scene, though, all the skin off. Yes. One oh. thing in that in that scene that they do that's brilliant, especially mm-hmm. to cover up a lot of like how this like is they keep doing that cutaway to the sink of the flesh of the chunks, hitting, the chunks of yeah. flesh that it's like, and it's one of those things where it's like it gives you a little bit of like, okay, now here that's our edit. Yep. That's our, yep. that's yep. our so we can come back to this next point. So we can come back, but it works brilliant. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh and, god, and, yes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's all back yeah right. everything's yeah, fine he just you know? he comes back and he's like oh it, it, was this in my head was this real was it what what was going on i tell you a scene that i love yep that tells you what this family has been through and kind of where they've all kind of just resigned themselves to the fact that this is how they're living now when the right. researchers first show up show up and they're talking about yeah you know we we uh you know, we filmed this uh, this car that moved this pot- this matchbox it, it car. It moved, moved seven feet. Yeah, but it took like twelve twelve hours. hours. And they're yeah. like, oh, and they they kind of like, oh yeah, and they just go up and they open the kids' room and all this stuff is happening. And they're and they're just like so Blown non away, yeah. pl- But the, the family is so non plus about all of this stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, and oh, then this is normal. And then you see the lead lady downstairs and like she's trying to drink tea and her hands are just like shaking all oh, yeah. over the place. And it's when like, you're scaring <laughs> the experts, that's saying something. But the fact that the family is just like. Yeah, yeah, this is just kind of what we're living with. <laughs> and, okay, so there, there's one more I want to throw out here, and then we're going to get into Dave's favorite scene. I know it's your favorite scene because you brought it up four freaking times in this conversation already. Well, there's, there's some other stuff. Okay. Does this movie not end on quite possibly the most perfect moment? Well, they put the television when they put When they check into the Holiday Inn and they shove the TV out. Yes, yes. That I is, well, uh, loved that. First off, there is a whole group of millennials and Zoomers that have no idea how terrifying that is. Mm-hmm. Because right, they right. grew up in a time where TVs did don't have snow. You don't yeah, have no. a blank channel no, on nope. the antenna where you had snow. I could turn static. that television on right now. Don't, don't for those don't, 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 don't do it. But for those of you, because if you've seen the the pictures from my, our studio, I have an old CRT television in here, like a, a yeah. pretty, like I think it's what a twenty four inch or something like. Oh that. no, that's like, bigger. Than that. I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah, I guess it is probably in thirty somewhere. In thirty the or thirty two. Yeah. Probably thirty two. And um, 
Yeah, if I turn it on right now, it'll just be snow. Yeah, don't That's do all that. It is. Snow do not do that while we're talking about freaking poltergeist. <laughs> Does not happen. Let yeah. me let, before we move on to the to Dave's favorite. There is one other scene I love in this movie. Okay. okay? When before um, Zelda Rubenstein's character comes in, where they're who's basically the Lorraine Warren. Yeah, character. where they're sitting there. The main, they're all in the living room. And Robbie is talking to the the head researcher. Right. And it's just the way that he's telling that story. Mm-hmm. That it's, again, it's so childlike. Of course, he's yeah. a kid, but it's just that whole, he's just sitting there. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, and, and you head know. bobbing the whole yeah, time. And yeah, and he's just like, and it's one of those things where it's like, not only does this kid believe this, what he's saying, He's experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah and it's absolutely. Like, and he's just like, yeah, this is... A, yeah. And she's just sitting there, and she's and got this a, look... And he's asking questions. I know. And, and, she's, and, and she's got this this look on her face like, wow. This, Shouldn't you this, be playing with dolls? This kid you know, toys like, right is so, like, knows so much more than I do. Yeah. I've been doing this my entire life, type stuff. Because you know? he's it's had like, to live with it. I was about to say, he lived with it. How long before they showed up? Oh, I know. And do we have a time frame of like how long this... Uh, I couldn't really it's determine. It's got to be a few it's, weeks, maybe. It's either know? a few weeks to a few months, because yeah. it definitely was yeah. a dr- I mean, it started off... And that's one of the beautiful I'm, things I'm about this I'm going with movie. weeks, because they're talking flu, and the boss is... Right, behind. right. But, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this movie, is it is truly... You think it's going to start off as a slow burn, but once yeah. it once starts, it point, it's yeah. foot to the floor. What the hell is going well, on? You know, I don't know from one minute to the, the next. The whole slow burn that happens all the way up to them recovering Carolyn. Carolyn, okay, yeah. that because that's when things really amp up. Yep. But then it's like it's kind of that whole it's kind of that whole Pixies thing. It's that quiet, quiet, loud, quiet thing. You know, yep. where it's like, all right, this this has been pretty quiet. All of a sudden, we get this huge big thing. You know, that, that happens. Yeah. You know, with the storm and all that kind of stuff, and Caroline disappears. Blah blah blah. Then we're back down quiet again. And then there's this whole big thing where they blah 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 blah. blah and then you're back down quiet again. And then the finale happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> well, what's funny? I've seen this movie so many times. Oh yeah. When I went back and watched it this week, I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a sucker for the paranormal research ghost hunting type Oh, shows. without this movie, you don't have that. Yeah, I know. And Wait, somebody hear that? Shut up. <laughs> You're so <laughs> That's every one of those shows. Wait, yeah. did you hear well, that? Well, that's, that's ghost hunters. <laughs> I just felt cold. What I can't stand is Zach Baggins and that <laughs> bunch of jerk-offs. Scooby-douche. Zoinks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Um, but I went back and watched it with that in mind, mm-hmm. going, okay, what have I seen on these shows to where we can maybe kind of like label this thing and in watching it you realize there's not a poltergeist in this film nope you have you have a haunting where there is an overabundance of spirits Mm -hmm. that have not moved on and that type of thing tends to draw some kind of demonic or mal malfeasance yeah yeah, to come in and they you know they draw their power from oppressing them and they're basic he's that that evil demonic presence right is using Carol Ann as a tool as, to as a conduit as a conduit the, right yeah. to oppress those other spirits right so which we get to see that yeah. presence you know and then on top of it in the house you've got two different portals right you've got one in and one out mm-hmm. um you let's not forget have, the tennis balls you actually have three yeah. different portals Oh, because the there's, there's the, the TV. Well, no, the no, 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 no. The TV isn't really a portal. Yeah, because she doesn't come back that's out of the TV. That's a, that's that's right. a, she goes into the closet that's and a, comes out into the dining was yeah. it, uh, the living room, living whatever, room. through the, the ceiling. The TV yeah. is actually an EVP slash EMF occurrence. You've got God, light. you've watched too much. You've got, light pheno- <laughs> you've got light and orb phenomenon. Um, you've got grave dec- um, desecration. I mean, there's a lot of crap. If if this was an actual case, do you have a show on Bravo? Yeah, this, really. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, uh... this would be more famous than the Bell Witch case because well, this yeah. thing would have. And the fact that the house itself gets sucked into a portal where the neighbors can watch it, and everybody sees it. That's a whole now, thing. And now you have graves just exploding out of out of the ground. Yep. I know, and it's this thing would have been quarantined. Imagine, and. I know we get sequels. And actually, I would we'll love. Talk, oh yeah, I would we'll love to them. be part of a ghost hunting crew. I know we you will. Yeah. We will. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You know what? 
I kind of would too, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, <laughs> because you're the debunker. Are you, you like are you that hard up for a date? I mean, what? No. No. <laughs> that is that that would be me like just fucking with people. <laughs> you don't actually want to go ghost hunting. You want to run a haunted house. Is what you want to do. <laughs> you should uh, team you up know. with Ariel. And, oh, it's kind of Ariel. Ariel and I could most definitely go do something like that. It, yeah. it would you know it would be a lot of fun. Jeez. Um, um, I wish we I wish we could get her on here, but it doesn't yeah. look like we're going to be able to this year. There, uh, we'll bring I'm, her home for something else, though. Definitely. I mean, um, if if you actually did this as you know a ghost hunting case, mm-hmm. there is all. Yeah, I this, know. This okay. almost has I, I everything really, you could ever ask from a haunting. You know, it's start. You know, the thing is, is that I think that the way that it starts off. Yeah. With like you know this basically mischievous whatever yeah. is very poltergeisty. Yeah, it's okay. That's, this, this is the, this is what a pol- quote unquote poltergeist would be. It eventually turns in, but we find out no, it's more than. Well, this. the problem no. is, is, I don't think they could have called this demonic house and it had been as successful. Is the problem? Well, right. You know, it's <laughs> you're not wrong. But the problem is, is that poltergeists are attached to one person. And this is very and much it, attached to the, the land family. and yeah. or the, the house. No, the land and the house. Yeah. It's, it's definitely more the house. the next movies. Well, that, that, that we're not covering kinda, the next movies. <laughs> Leave those alone. I know. We're going oh, strictly all right. by Let, this Let's movie. talk about a lot of like rewriting history. Poltergeist 2. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, they wrecked That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. I mean, the coolest just, thing about Poltergeist 2 was Henry King. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Who was an actual... You're talking about the shaman, right? Yeah. He was an actual real life medicine man. And Oh no no no, I'm sorry, the cult leader, not the shaman. I'm talking the about old man that let me in. Oh yeah. That guy. The, no, guy, that's talk- on, the, the guy that's only among the living okay. yes. yeah. cover for anthrax, you know. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the shaman. That right. guy was an actual real life medicine man. Nice. And part of the, we'll get into that legend. Mm. Just remind me to bring him back up later. Mm. All right. So we we we've we've definitely dove down quite a few rabbit holes on this one, but we've we've skipped over Quite possibly the most iconic scene in this. The pool scene. Go ahead, Dave. Let's talk about the pool scene. <laughs> so, according to the mom. Actually. According to Joe Beth Williams. Yeah. Before we actually get into that. Okay. Because, and the reason why I say you this. You No, no, uh-huh. the reason why I say that is because the sequence of events that lead to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a huge I mean, up. again, that's where we're getting into the... The, the kids are back... The clown. Okay, first off... That's where, you know... Right. After everything that's happened, who puts their kids back, back in, in that room. same room? I know. Go to sleep. I know. No kidding. And I shut know. the door? That yeah. is... Are you freaking kidding me? That... I agree with that. I have said that for decades. And, like, and, then, you, and then you put them to bed. Why do you stay the, there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why not straight to the holiday? Exactly. And push so, the TV out. So you... You put them back to bed in the same room, in the same beds, it, where the whole thing started. Exactly. Shut the door and exactly. then go get in the tub? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Are you nope. insane? Mm-mm. I think she's stoned again. That's what it is. That, well, apparently it was delayed <laughs> hey, reaction. I so. want to say this. Joe Beth Williams mm-hmm. was gorgeous. I absolutely loved her with those streaks of... of oh, oh gray the, in her the hair. Bride of Frankenstein Oh, my look. God. I... I, I 40-odd years later, I can watch that movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, that right there, right there. Well, <laughs> that all right. So let's get into the Bride, Bride of Frank. Very much so. And that's the whole thing. Oh, you know, like they're, she's, she's like going to dye her hair. It's like, no, 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 don't do So let's, don't let's do get that. into the pool <laughs> scene here, Dave. So you Jump got, into the pool. You've got the, the buildup. And, of course, the door is locked. The closet mm-hmm. is... The closet has once again opened the portal, and it's right. to and we the get point. to see the actual like you know Sarlacc pit. Well, everything. you start it's to get a, the yeah. the ectoplasm and everything else that's coming out of this thing and attaching itself to the door. The pink ooze. Yeah, um, it's a Sarlacc pit. I'm telling you, if you much. look at it, it looks a lot yeah. like the Sarlacc pit from Return of the Jedi. And yeah. when they get launched out into the pool, well, no, she's trying. The mom is trying to get. Well, first off, she gets after her bath. Yeah. After her bath, she goes to bed and basically gets sexually assaulted by yes. the demon. Which, yes. That whole all around the room situation. Yeah. That was that's awesome. That's so the only downside of that that I've read up on this, Joe Beth Williams made a comment saying that they had to film that thing so many times. I know. Her elbows and her knees were chewed I want raw that. from yeah. just sliding around. But again, was, practical effects. It was a brilliant so practical great, effect. You know, it was a spinning room. Yes, yeah. I know. It's the same thing they did with. Uh, 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 Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, you know. Right. So, yeah, anyway. but she finally gets out of the room and is trying to get in the door to the kids and mm-hmm. can't, and runs outside to yell at the neighbors asking for help. 
and it's raining, of course. Oh, it's torrential downpour. The backyard is absolute <laughs> mud because of the rain, and she slips and falls in the pool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's in the pool. Yep. As she's in the pool trying to get out of it, what starts surfacing? Skeletons. Well, and... Aren't there also? Is it just no, skeletons? It's just skeletons. It's, well, technically, they I were, thought there were some coffins that popped. No, there were no, not, there were not, no coffins. No, not, okay. not till the very end. Yeah, is that the that's end? At okay. the very end okay. of it. Well, okay. no. But I mean, when she's trying to get out of the out pool, of the pool, that's when the coffins. It's come not up until she's almost all the way up, right? The right. the incline mm-hmm. that that coffin comes out of the ground and puts her back in the deep right, end, and right. she has to use the actual um, electric water pump hose that's right. in the pool to climb out of it. but. Mary Jo... Joe Beth Williams. Joe Beth Williams claims... There's no claims. It's been proven. It's been proven? It has been proven. That Spielberg insisted that they use actual, real okay. human skeletons... Hang on. ...because they were cheaper than rubber and plastic. Hang on. That was not a Spielberg call. It was a Toby From what I've read on this, it wasn't a Toby Hooper really? call either. It was the, um, because the props... Oh, props guy made that call. It was and MGM. got cadavers. Because, because several articles I read, she insisted that it was Spielberg's call. No, it wasn't Spielberg's call from what I could read. But the, and it there wasn't skeletons. It was, reports, it was actual cadavers. Right. So right. these things still had skin, flesh, and, flesh and right. components inside of them. Yeah. And Your it's believed and, yeah, all that, stuff. that that, if you believe in curses, that is what created the curse and. of poltergeist. Because they defouled these these people that were already dead, and Joe Beth Williams was unaware that these were fake, right? Or that these were she thought these were fake, and when the first one surfaces up, and you see, get that infamous scene where she looks at him face to face, and it comes out as and, turning, she, and, yeah, and, no, it, and yeah. it, she literally lets out this blood curdling shriek. That was a real cadaver. And she just discovered it at that moment. It's and they very it on film, very and reminiscent of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, with Marion when she's trying to yeah. get out after they've toppled the well, the souls. And can you, you imagine stuff, the smell? Oh God, I don't, I don't want to think about it. But because of that, it did lead to the belief of the curse of Poltergeist. And unfortunately, right. we got to talk about it. Uh, that's fine. I there's, mean, it's there's there's been. Several things that have affected two that major event. things, two well, major te- things, and, and then a couple of others, minor things. I know, it's and, and the three, mi- if you want to talk about uh, the, old, the, the old man, the old yeah, man. I know, yeah. I know. And, and technically, the minor ones are stuff that probably would have happened anyway. Right. Well, it's hard to say. So let let's start with Dominique Dunn. If so. you want to talk about a cursed film, go and look at The Conqueror. Oh yeah. Well, that's how many people died of radiation of, of cancer and <laughs> well, that because they John were, Wayne's one of them. Yeah, because they yeah because they were filming on an uh, uh, an old nuclear test, test site. <laughs> yeah, but so Dominique Dunn, the one that played right. the older sister, um, Dana. Unfortunately, she was murdered five months after the film was released. Mm-hmm. Um, her by her piece of shit boyfriend. Yeah, she was just like. Uh, weeks, Actually, I think he was ex-boyfriend at that point, weeks, wasn't he? Yeah, before her 23rd birthday. Mm-hmm. She was brutally attacked by a man by the name of John Sweeney, who was her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't die immediately. She actually mm-hmm. fell into a coma and died five days five later. Five days later. And he uh, wound up not doing a lot of time. He did. He got convicted of voluntary manslaughter. Right. And he did three and a half years. Yeah. That's it. I know. Um, as if that wasn't bad enough, the more famous one... Yes. Was Heather, Heather O'Rourke. Right. Yep. Now, as I mentioned, Heather O'Rourke did actually survive through Poltergeist, the second one and the third one. Yeah. They had just. But she was dealing. They just wrapped on the third the one. The third one when she, she had. Because mis- she died before the movie was released. Right. Yes. Was like, yeah. She and was mis- misdiagnosed yeah. with. Um, intestinal problems. No, she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's. Oh, that's right. They thought she had Crohn's, but she actually had intestinal problems. She had, she had a congenial uh, intestinal yeah, abnormality right. that caused, intestine. A, caused a major blockage, mm-hmm. which created septic shock, right. which is what killed Well, her. Right. when she went into surgery. She actually she um, had a heart attack. Yeah, and she was really young. She was really really young. young. She had a major cardiac event while she was in surgery, and they got her back, and she did it again, and they got her back, right. and she did it again, and yeah. it, that was it. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's just it's so heartbreaking to to hear about that, especially so much. She was only twelve. Well, both, yeah, she was twelve, and yeah. Dominic 
she was thir- 20, 22. 20, she I mean, 20, not even 23. I know. And that's, again, you know, yeah. it's kind of like the whole Rebecca Schaefer thing. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I mean, you know, it's, it's just, just it's, uh, it's one of those things. But again, that's, that led to, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, the, the, the man that played the, in Poltergeist 2, right. um, uh, Henry, Henry Kane was the character's yeah, name. I can, uh, the actor's name. I'm trying to remember. I know he died of cancer. He had cancer, but he had cancer before he started the movie. Right. Yeah. And that was, you know, it still exactly. just kind of added to the mystique. Exactly. Of and then it. there was a few other like, yeah. crew members here well, and there. There was injuries. Well, no, we need to talk uh, about um, because he was from the second movie. Yeah. Um, Will Sampson, who was the who played the shaman. Okay. Who was the real life um, right medicine man? From what different people on the set had said that people were still freaked out over the skeletons right. from, from oh, yeah. the first one. And I think they did. They had scenes from that in the second they one. They did. Like he actually, scenes. as a medicine man, went on set in the middle of the night by himself and performed an exorcism over the movie set. And evidently the other cast members felt better, but later on down the road he uh, had something happen where he had to have a heart and lung transplant mm-hmm. yeah. and, of course, didn't survive it. Well, since we've already kind of started talking about it, let's talk about the sequels and the remakes and all those. Can we talk about the legacy also? I, I, yeah. I haven't seen the second or any I've other. seen the second so one. I've seen the second one. The second one came out I've in 1986. I've seen it once. Because, once again, it was four years later and yeah. nobody was talking about it. Right. And it was a giant retcon. It was a terrible it was, retcon. It was a retcon. I mean, was it, it was called Poltergeist to the Other Side. Right. Which, uh, come to find out, the entire big, huge graveyard that they built the houses on were, was actually a Native American uh, burial, ground. burial ground. Yeah, but yeah. it was also something to do with the Doomsday Cult, wasn't it? That yeah. Was, it, it's, um, it's so convoluted. You would think that Vince McMahon booked this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just overbooked like nice. crazy. So it's... <laughs> nice. That's good shit. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, and then, of course, in, in two years later, in 88, you had Poltergeist 3. Now, by this point, Carol Ann is actually the only living member of and the And wasn't it set in like... On a it's in Chicago. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it did didn't do well. It was just not really no. a great movie. They did do a remake of the original yeah, was, uh, back no. in 2015. Why? Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't well received because no, quite it wasn't. honestly, by that point, they were using so many special effects that were non-practical yeah, effects. Exactly. It just didn't carry. Plus the fact, this is a movie that did not need to be remade. Agreed. I mean, that 100% yeah. agree. no ifs, ends, buts. And actually, it. in 2019, um, the, the Russo brothers were slated to go ahead and do a remake of this. I don't know if that again. Actually, yeah, I don't know if it came into fruition. Well, there was not, also was it Showtime that had Poltergeist: The Legacy, the Legacy which was yeah. a, I think what two or three seasons or something. Which it, it was, wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah, great, but it was really it was nothing. one of those times that was very popular back then. As you had a popular movie that so let's make a TV show based right, off that movie, right. and that's all that was. Yeah. Oh, um, I just thought of another really bad edit. Uh oh, when they're um, pulling the rope. The mm-hmm. one paranormal researcher downstairs right. wraps that rope around his arm to make sure he's got a good grip on it. And the very next scene, he doesn't it, have it wrapped. He doesn't have it yeah, wrapped anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So something we don't really talk about too much on this, but let's talk about the impact of this movie in popular culture. Well, because there was have all the ghost this, adventure people. I mean, you have the ghost bullshit, adventures. You, you know? have you know the the they're here has been they're used so many is, times. There was a couple of the whole this house is clean. Yeah. <laughs> People's fear of clowns. People's fear of clowns. <laughs> Big scary the fact, trees. The fact that if you wake up with the TV on with snow, you immediately shut it off right. as fast yes. as right. you can yeah. get to it. Get the hell out of that room. It did, it has it has had a long tail. It but there's really has. there's actually some specific yeah. mentions and and one that you know was used by a band that all three of us kind of hold near and dear, the Misfits in the song Shining. If you listen very carefully at the back of it, the chorus is consisted of just the Carol Ann, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. It just repeated over and over again. Um, Scary Movie 2. Oh, boy, yeah. uh, Does the whole clown doll attack in Robbie's room, as well as uh, Diane's levitation. Right. She's floating. Yeah. Poltergeist was actually used. <laughs> There's more to that scene, also. Oh yeah, it's a oh, yeah. spell. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Skip Yikes. it. Skip it. Move along. But funny, but move yeah, along. <laughs> it was actually the subject of uh, some walkthrough attractions at Universal Studios yes. Hollywood, as well as um, there was Orlando. The, what was it? Wasn't there? Was it the? 
Tower of Doom that was Poltergeist Tower branded, or uh, it was Poltergeist branded, uh, or something. Uh, or, or there was the, a there was the a Tower of Terror zone. was yeah. um, um, Twilight Zone. That was Twilight, Twilight Zone. zone. Okay, but yeah. there was a similar that was Poltergeist branded. They did that around other. Halloween. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're what they call their uh, their horror nights. Right, they would do right, that. Right. But there are two particular instances that that I hold kind of special. In the 2006 episode of the TV show Family Guy, okay, there is an episode called Peter Geist, which is basically <laughs> a remake of this movie, horribly, horribly done. And the scene that I love so much, Peter goes into the bathroom, starts picking at his face, and he's tearing it off, tearing it off, tearing it off. And instead of a skull, it's Hank Hill. Mm. He turns into Hank Hill. I thought you were going to say uh, um, uh, Homer Simpson. So. No. He just looks in the mirror. Because I remember there was that one treehouse. I'll say what? You shut up, Meg. (laughs) There was that one. Was it Treehouse of Terror where like Homer's cloning himself and one of them was Peter Griffin? Yes. (laughs) And also another Seth MacFarlane show in American Dad. Okay. They had an episode called Poltergasm (laughs) where they're trying to track down, you know, the, the whole thing about Francine's... Unsatisfying sex life, yeah, is being caused by a poltergasm. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Um, McFarlane. Uh, Seth. Seth McFarlane has never met a pop culture reference or a joke that he couldn't just like run steal, into the ground. Run into the ground yeah. is what I was getting to. I mean, <laughs> steal. That's kind of you know that, that's one of the things I don't like about Family Guy is that it has they will moments. they will they will get a joke and it'll be kind of funny and then they just keep. Punching that button until you're forced to laugh. Oh, they'll, at it they'll punch it's down all so, day. Long. Because it's so absurd after a while that you're just like, all right, Roadhouse. Yeah. Ghost. Or the chicken or whatever the fuck. Oh, it you know, yeah. It just. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, but no, th- this movie has, yeah, like you said, how many times have somebody said, they're here? Right. I mean, that, if nothing else, that. Oh, it's a lasting line, legacy. You know, it's like, you know, some movies have those lines that people will, will say. So, you know, you know. there is actually a list of the most quoted movies of all time. Yeah, no, I know. I think uh, this was like. Caddy Shack was like number one forever. No. It was, it was number one for a long time. It's been no. replaced since then. Number one has been and forever will be the Godfather on I'll Make Him an Offer He Can't Refuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just. But the line uh, there here, I want to say it was in the top 10. I don't doubt that. And I mean, just of iconic movies of all time, that's right. one of the most quoted lines. Right. So in our, our, our wrap up here. Your Wait, show- let's talk about something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The theme. The music. Oh, uh, James Horner. Yes. Yeah. I remember this was a thing when I was a kid watching that movie and, the, the you know, it would go to black, you know, mm-hmm. and that music would start playing. You know, when the kids start singing along. Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then at the very (laughs) end of it, as the movie, like, they're showing the final whatever, they start laughing. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of one of those things where it's like, you don't get that until you're, like, several minutes into it. And then all of a sudden, you're getting that. It's like, oh, they're going somewhere completely different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've always found it because, again, it has that very Spielbergian, like, it's it's this light kind of, like, Oh, Piano. everything's blah, blah, blah. Everything's good, blah, blah, blah. And then it starts taking that sinister turn in the middle of it where yep. it's like, oh, this is going into some you know, terrifying and, territory. So. And, and Wes Craven pulled some of that for oh, Nightmare on Elm well, Street. You know this movie had to inspire people like Craven. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it forwarded Hooper's. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Who just <laughs> straight up stole from this and E.T. for Super 8. So. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't. He isn't inspired. He just out and out steals. All right. Again, well, again in this movie, you get that lens flare. You know, oh yeah. Well, that's part of that's it. part I mean, of this thing. Yeah. yeah, and then of course J.J. Abrams hasn't ever never seen a lens. He couldn't flare. So all right, well, he he uses anamorphic lenses almost exclusively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, on your scale of one to five showbiz tokens, what do you rate this movie? Oh, he's thinking now. Mm. He's contemplating. I mean, I like it. It's not one that I go back to a lot. It's it's had a big influence on pop culture. I gotta go maybe three and a half tokens. Oh, really? okay, all right. Maybe three and three quarters tokens. Okay, I'm I'm giving it four and three quarters tokens. See, I'm giving it a solid yeah. four. Yeah, I'm going I mean, a solid it's, four. It's a, uh, it's it's it's. <laughs> 
it, it didn't leave the impression to, on to, me. To, to, go, to, go, to, to do another Vince McMahonism, uh, it's definitely a, a B-plus player, okay? So it's <laughs> it's the Daniel Bryan of horror movies. I love it. It, it. it didn't leave the impression on me that some other movies I get left that. on me from I think it has genre. a lot to do with the fact of how young I was when I saw it. I was like right. nine when I saw it the first time and how it's kind of... It wasn't the first horror movie that I had seen, but yeah. it was the one that kind of really left me with those nights laying in bed like uh yeah. what was that no i agree, like, but I, agree. I, I don't leave the tv on no i don't I get don't that clown want, out of my I room don't want to hear the national anthem anthem at midnight starting to play <laughs> yeah. on television you know type cut stuff. the tree back from hitting yeah, my just, window th- there, there's plenty of that stuff where it's like again very childlike it's stuff that right. kids would be afraid yeah. of well know, but i mean son. but even still the parents i mean now i see it more through the eyes of the parents yes, where i'm yes. like Oh crap! What would I be doing if this was happening? What happens children? if your son or your, yeah. your you know your daughter or whatever all Just of a sudden all of a sudden gone. disappears into the how freaking you, TV? How do you explain that to people? No kidding. You know, how do you I explain mean, it to yourself? Yeah, but I you mean, know? but it's like, yeah. and again, they get to a level where they're like, it becomes we just the accept status quo. It. Yeah. But again, it's a they took a big chance bringing somebody in from the outside, right? And say, yeah. Even though they're quote unquote paranormal investigators, it's still a you've never seen anything like this before. We nope. don't have an explanation. And we don't know that you're going to give us one, but we're hoping that you can give us something. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and you got to remember the movies that this is up against in my own personal, because the very first horror movie I ever saw in my life was Creepshow. Mm-hmm. Right. Same year. Solid. The, the second... Yeah. The, the the second that movie was over, we pulled that tape out, and the second tape that went in was Friday the 13th Part 3. Same year. Yeah. <laughs> and you're so 82 was a good year for you. You're talking <laughs> solid, solid movies so all the way around. What about The Thing? Was that in there, too? Was that, <laughs> that was like way Same on year. On. Yes. Um, but, but those are the two movies that everything else gets compared to because those are the ones that left a lasting impression on my young nine-year-old self i will agree with you as far as from a horror movie genre yes it doesn't it's not as horror impactual as the thing or or creep show or any of these others but from an overall perspective (laughs) this i think was really the first gateway movie for a lot of people oh absolutely okay to watch horror movies because this was i mean it eventually became a lot more gory but yeah it didn't start off as a gore fest you didn't know what the hell if you remember the promotions for this nobody knew what the hell this movie was of it really was a lot of what i remember and i'm sure i know you can go on youtube and see them you know is that and it's what is on the it was the um the movie poster, yeah, which right. was the television, the television, with, with her sitting in front of it with her the arms, silhouette, yeah, yeah. Of, her, of her, of her, you know, with her arms out at the, on the TV, yeah, and it just said they're here. That's yep. all it said. And, and do you remember Poltergeist what the, Poltergeist Two was? They're, they're back. back, right? <laughs> well, and, and, but there was a secondary yeah. poster for the first one where it was just the TV, but it had like all the main character players kind of laid over the top of it. I don't remember, it just I don't remember that one. I just remember it was a black poster with right. just the, that 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 the image. poltergeist that in that blue yes. block and it was the outline. But yeah. none of the you commercials know. told anything about the movie. They didn't really they give did. any scenes There from was it. something very sinister about those commercials. And I have to I, 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 I'm willing to bet that that was a Hooper decision and I'm not sure. a Spielberg yeah. decision because Spielberg would have spo- you know he would have well, spilled the beans at least a little bit. This movie definitely like I, I'm sure I, I'm, you might have had you know what the opening weekend was on it but it definitely was one of those movies that word of mouth Yeah. Brought, it didn't start got, off strong but by the people time it in started the theater. Once that know? ball started rolling I mean it started off in June you gotta right. remember and this thing yeah, carried this is a over. a horror movie. I know, yeah. so, yeah. who, who goes to see horror movies in June but you know well, by the I time would, but, well, yeah, right, fair. <laughs> you're not wrong. Dave would. But you yeah. know <laughs> But I mean, in '82, that was almost the kiss of death, and you know, the thing only had a ten million dollar budget, so right. it wasn't like they were really putting a whole lot of trust in this movie. Now, granted, ten million dollars is still a lot of money back in '82, yeah. but it's a lot of money still. I'm right, sure. when you compare it against you know some of the other movies that came out in '82, you know, E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, those kinds of things, they're much bigger, bigger production value that yielded a higher. Uh, you know, a higher gross. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this little movie made twelve times its budget in its theatrical run—we're mm-hmm. not talking about you know home video or as we found it on HBO or right. HBO recordings. We're talking about in the theater, just in the theater. And I know home video. Oh, it was huge. Further than that, huge. Uh, 
So, yeah. All right. Um, as you can tell, we love this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go see it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It is definitely See the original. Do not, do not watch, watch the, the remake. Okay. Don't watch it the sequels. Is, don't watch the sequels. Just watch it. This movie, even though there are two sequels and a TV series and a remake, this movie is very standalone. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to see any of the rest of that yeah. crap nope. whatsoever to get it. Nope. This movie is everything that you need. Unfortunately, and, they tried to keep on with the story. And so. as of this recording right now, it is streaming on HBO it Max. It is on HBO yes. Max. Totally yes. worth watching. And just remember, kids, if you're going to move the headstones, you got to move the bodies. <laughs> and even if you move the bodies, do it respectfully. True. So, anyways, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be back very soon or later this week with another episode. We're not sure which one yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we will be back because we are giving you two. Uh, find us on Discord. Yeah, we're, yeah. find us on Discord. Uh, email us, uh, projectgenxpod at gmail.com. All links for all that stuff is in the show notes. Um, and we will uh, we'll see you in just a few days. So, for everybody, I'm Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry. And we will see you soon. Not creepy enough. No, not even close.